0: I think we're good to go. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Yo, welcome to my summer lair. I'm Sammy. Remembering the past is like a ghetto time machine. That's why it's free. You nan. You know Mike Ailey as the basis for the ever fun Marianas Trench. He's continued to work on a solo project while the band is on a break, and thankfully, he's sharing his music rather than keeping it all to myself. Terrible, Mariana's pun. There's gonna be fallout for that. In 2020, in connection with his wife, they released a Christmas song. He's followed that up with an EP called Golden Hour, First Things First, under the very Canadian nickname Mike A., as you're here in this conversation, golden hour is a photography phrase that holds meaning for Mike. Much like certain memories, we all spend time in the past, even as we're working in the present for our future. There's a great line from the Joker. Yes, the Joker in uh, Alan Moore's Batman The Killing Joke. The Joker says, I'm not exactly sure what happened. Sometimes I remember it one way, sometimes another. If I'm going to have a past, I prefer to be... Multiple choice. Joker's dope you. Honestly, sometimes with specific memories, that's no joke. We have to accept the past, which is one of those easy things to say, difficult to do things, which is one of the themes that naturally emerges in this My Summer Layer episode. Mike is hopeful and clearly practices gratitude and that infectious spirit saturates his music. Golden Hour, First Things First, is really a fantastic EP. I highly recommend checking it out. No worries. No concerns. This isn't Feelings Tuesdays. We don't spend the whole time talking about emotions in the past. We get into the animated video for Walking Hill. And now that he's working on music outside of the band, I was super curious about one thing. Marianne's Trench Josh Ramsey is a notorious Coke Zero drinker. Does Mike A have a similar liquid muse. Turns out he has two. All that and more awaits.
1: Opening manifesto. Sound. The final frontier. My summer lair is an enterprise, a pop culture voyage with a continuing mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new creators and celebrate established producers, to boldly go where no podcast has gone before. And now here is your host, Sammy Yunan.
0: I want to ask you, how was Australia? Uh, Mariana's transfer was just there for the uh, Suspending Gravity Tour, which I think was pushed yeah, over right. the, like twice or three times for the pandemic. Yeah, I think,
2: I think they pushed it two times. It felt like three. Like it was the third booking. Yeah. The initial one bump and then another one. Um, yeah, the long-awaited conclusion to the Suspending <laughs> Gravity World Tour, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, you really did Manhattan. suspend
0: gravity for that. No, key, yeah, yeah. no kidding
2: and time yeah um yeah it was really great it was it was so cool to get back down there and i love that people um i remember we we're talking there to the live nation reps they mm-hmm. were amazed at how almost nobody returned their tickets when the shows were postponed wow which is a compliment they're like we're gonna hold on to these tickets mm-hmm. um and then everything was sold out which um we were wondering whether it was going to be worth going after all of the time mm-hmm and it was 100% worth it. And the people came out in force and the shows were so much fun. I remember uh, during the second show jumping up and down on stage at the end of Pop 101 where it does the part and looking out and thinking this is what the video is and is supposed to be like, like it felt like the whole club was at a party together. It was so
0: cool. That's amazing. This is kind of a corny thing to say, but it must be a thrill because you sit and you write a song in Vancouver, a three minute song or five minute song. And then it gets all the way out to Australia, and people know the lyrics, people love the songs, they hold on to their tickets. Like, that's a that's got to be, like, a powerful emotion just to see that, a song to travel from, like, Vancouver all the way out to Australia.
2: Yeah, it's really world- weird. Even the very first time you're at home playing a show, and there are people in the audience seeing the words, and you don't know who those people are. hmm That's the first time you're like, okay, now we're doing this. And I remember um, there was a show at a place called the Buffalo Club in Vancouver. And we had sold it out, 300 people or whatever the club fit. And not knowing who everybody was out there. And they were singing along and it was like, okay. But then when you go across the country and people are singing along to some of the songs, it's kind of baffling. But then when you go to another another country, especially when they don't even speak your language, Mm -hmm. like we're in Germany and... Um, you know, you're in England, obviously they speak English there, but um, all over Europe and then as far as Australia and, and Seoul and places like that, and, and they know the words to your songs, it's, uh, it's really, yeah, it's quite an interesting feeling and there's not a lot I can say to uh, tell you that it compares to.
0: And we'll keep going with songwriting because you have a new EP that you've personally like worked on and written, uh, The Golden Hour, First Things First. Uh, golden hour is a photography term do you want to explain the term golden hour for anybody that doesn't know
2: sure in photography golden hour is uh that last part of the day when the sun is setting and you get that really beautiful orange lighting um think of um what's the director he does all those action movies it's like everything he does is all golden hour it's really like got this Michael magical. Bay. Michael Bay, that's it, yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Everything yeah. is golden hour lighting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really it's really rich feeling color and it feels like there's almost a texture to the air. Mm-hmm. So golden hour is that last part of the day when the sun is setting. Um, for me, that's it is my favorite part of the day. I think it's super beautiful when the sky is literally changing colors gradually right in front of you. And I think it's really powerful to see the day ending in such a brilliant moment and it's kind of like the ending is sort of sad but it's also the most beautiful part um with the selection of that as the title for the album it was more about the idea that it's so beautiful but it's got a lot of mixed emotions because it's the end of a day and when you start a day you've got you know you're like hopeful and you're like I'm I'm gonna do this you've got your to-do list you've got things you want things you're dreaming of things you're praying for you've got love that might blossom you've got um work that you hope goes well maybe a meeting maybe an interview all sorts of things it could be anything there's so much potential when that sun is rising the other golden hour Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day when the sun is setting there's this real mix of emotions there are the things that came through that that you accomplished that you can check off that list or that make you feel really happy um there's new things that might be happening that are really exciting. Uh, maybe you met somebody and that's the thing you're excited about tomorrow morning, you know, and mm-hmm. start the day. But there's also the things, the reconciliation of the things that didn't come to fruition, the um, the things, the letdowns, the, the disappointments in yourself or somebody else. And, and always at the end of the day feels like a time when you have to like take all of those emotions, the, the hopes and the accomplishments and the, the, the things that are still lingering or failures and and reconcile and i think that's a really cool symbolism within a day for what all of life is like it's never just today i'm happy or today i'm sad it's like there's always like it's it's woven together all the emotions and some of them become more prominent sometimes you're happy because you're not sad if that makes sense when you've been feeling really bad and then you're finally not you're just happy to not feel bad so spring
0: almost like you're talking about spring, like after a dark winter, and then you get that spring and all and those the... light
2: days, yeah, yeah, just getting sunlight after a rainy spell or this the the longer days. It just feels good because it isn't what it was. Um, so I think that's a I, that's why I chose it as a sort of a symbolism that it, it's something that means a lot to me, but it also means a lot in a in a, an emotional way and not just the visuals of it.
0: Yeah, the other term for golden hours, magic hour, as well. Right. Which is what you're also talking about in a way, because there are days and there's moments, as you said, when you meet somebody or you record a really good song or whatever it may be, there's magic. Some days have magic in them. Right. You go on a road trip and you see crazy things and you have these crazy stories at the end of the road trip. You got magic.
2: Exactly. That's exactly it.
0: And so for you, then, like as you're talking about these the sunrise and the sunsets, both for you as, I guess, a creative person and you as an emotional person. Because this EP deals with like beginnings and endings, what is your preference? Is it like beginnings or endings? Because you you've spent hours and months in studios, you've gone on tours that have started and obviously ended. Do you know what I mean? Like you have the you yeah. said with the blank page. Um, What's your jam? Like, is it beginnings or endings?
2: I'm a pretty optimistic person. Um, more of a glass half full kind of person, but maybe that sets it up where I'm uh excited more at the beginning and then sometimes because I'm hopeful, maybe too hopeful, there's a bit of a letdown at the endings of some things. But I think if you're not going for everything, you're definitely not gonna get what you're dreaming or desiring or chasing. Mm -hmm. Um I'm thinking more of a morning morning hopeful and then it's just the this this the accounting, accounting with myself, like doing the, the balance sheet, like how do I feel? you know, at the end of the day is sort of a thing where I, I realized, okay, tomorrow there's more potential, mm-hmm. but I'm i I'm a morning like hopeful, optimistic beginnings guy. I think if it's one or the other, but I, I love when you've really, really, really done it. You've, you've accomplished all the things. There's something about sitting in that, that little moment of just being when we won our first Juno, actually our only Juno, I remember sitting there and, and our whole job was just what's next, what's next, what's next. Cause I don't think you're, you keep accomplished things if you settle for where you are. Mm-hmm. So there was always the next goal. But I remember that, that day being like, tonight, I'm just going to enjoy where we are. So if you can call that an end, like sort of the end of a bit of a story, that chapter, that one, I will just savor this moment, this ending. And then tomorrow, back to the beginning, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. For some people, a blank page is really intimidating. And that's why they have like writer's block. But for other people, right. a blank page is fantastic because now you can write anything you could do anything you can like take readers to a planet or a universe right or like to go back to what your example from before you can write a poem that professors love to like a pretty girl in school or whatever it may be you know what i mean like you can literally yeah. do anything with the blank page you can anything. write a song in your case right like yeah. you can do anything and it's really inspiring when you see a blank page because it's like i we got to do something with this like you can't waste it
2: for, for me, that's how it is with uh, the little music studio I have at home is I walk in there and I look at the guitars and I look at the microphone and the computer and I'm like, all I see is potential. Maybe I'll write the best song ever. I probably won't, but I'm going to keep trying. And I look at that room and sometimes it, that blank page, when I don't have ideas, I'll literally start with a tempo. I'm mm. like, okay, I want to do a song that's fast. And instead of going, I have nothing, go, why don't you start with almost nothing and take the pressure off? because nobody's waiting for anything. That's the one thing about being a new artist. Nobody's waiting for your music. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? Which leads again to what we were saying before, the magic hour. Because you can go in there with nothing, and then all of a sudden you hit on a couple of notes or some melody or something like, oh, now you got something. Right?
3: That's, that's
2: the thing. In every single song, there's a point where I realize it's worth keeping or throwing away, or it needs more work, where uh, I'll get a wave of emotion. Um, something will happen in the writing where all of a sudden I'm like, there it is, there it is, something's right there. I'm not exactly sure yet, or sometimes it hits you like a sledgehammer. Um, but there's this moment where this is good, and I either, like, get up and I gotta fucking dance, because it's like, oh my god, I fell in the groove, and I feel so happy, or whatever, or it's like, oh my god, I gotta start crying, because it's like, that's it, that's the <laughs> feeling in music. Yeah. And getting one of those things is how I know something is worth it, to me, mm-hmm. to finish. I'll finish it and spend the hours and hours doing the detailing, um, if I can hit one of those intense emotional things, yeah. so it's that potential, right? And then the empty page. And then all of a sudden there's something there,
0: mm-hmm. something out of nothing,
2: you can always start again. It doesn't matter. It's not like you get one thing. In fact, the more you start, the better you're going to get.
0: Mm-hmm. The cliche, again, for what we're talking about is like there's always tomorrow, right? So even if you had a terrible day or like even a terrible week, like you can kind of shut it down. You go to bed at like 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. really early <laughs> and then you try and shut it down. And then you try like, all right, tomorrow I'm going to get up at like 8 a.m. and we're going to restart this whole thing, right? Because it's like yeah. today just didn't work out. And that's the hope. There's always tomorrow.
2: Yeah, I read this book called Black Box Thinking, which is quite a tedious read. It's almost like a textbook, but it's really interesting. Um, And there was, it's a lot about like the just steps, progress, little bits at a time. And like the black box being the airplane where they analyze any accident and figure out what they can do to get better every time. Mm -hmm. And there was this one example of a pottery class and the teacher instructor was to half the class. You have the entire semester to make one perfect project, the best you can, but you can make one. And to the other one, your grade is going to be based on how much you can make by weight just as many as you can make. And the people who made as many as they could always ended up making the better products than the person trying to make one perfect thing. Mm -hmm. Because you learn and you go and you get better at it. If you just sit there in front of that thing, like this has to be the best song ever or the best book ever. You're never going to get it. Just write something and you can always edit it or you can always, okay, what did I learn there? Now the next one I'm going to apply that and just start again and keep doing it.
3: Mm -hmm. And
2: then you can always like with a shitty song that has something in there, just take the good parts and then use them in the next thing and good stories. If you're a writer, you can take the good parts of the plot and then, okay, what do I need to develop the characters more? Do I need to make the plot have some twists? I don't know. I'm not a writer, but you know what I mean? Like, mm. if it's not released, it is not, doesn't have to be done.
0: Yeah, I think it was W.H. Auden. Uh, we're getting the philosophical part of the conversation now. But I think it was W.H. Auden who says a poem is never finished, it's just abandoned. Like, so when you're when he's writing poetry, he never finishes it. It just kind of abandoned. You know what I mean? Like he brought it to a certain conclusion and he keeps revising it, keeps working on it. And when he does uh, like uh, oral presentation with the poem, he will kind of add new verses, take away verses. And I mean, you do, you guys Girl. do the same, the same thing, right? Where like you can do a song acoustic and like, then you could do a full band and like, you know what I mean? Only like half of you guys do the song. You know what I mean? Like you can kind of do anything. Like it's all Lego yes. blocks. The Poems never it's finished and abandoned. It is
2: funny. I think it drives my wife crazy sometimes when I like keep working on the same song and trying like, to, what, what can you do to make it better? But there is a point I think where will more work on this song be beneficial, more beneficial than now investing this time in a new idea. Mm-hmm. Cause eventually you're just tinkering almost to tinker. Like I could probably make it better, but at 99% don't spend all the time chasing that 1%. And then, um, my wife just came in. She's got lunch for me, but oh, I'm okay. going to wait
3: this. We're, anyway, we're, you know what I mean? Like yeah,
2: yeah. The, uh, that 1% is is worth chasing for a minute, but 90%, keep going. 99%, tweak at it, maybe come back with some fresh ears. Mm-hmm. But you can spend more. if you're going spend 10 hours chasing 1%, you can get 10 hours getting to 90% on something else.
0: Yeah, that's a good philosophy. So I listened to, obviously, I listened to Golden Hour First Things First, and it inspired me, and I wrote a haiku in response to it. Okay. <laughs> so, this is my gonna Yeah, yeah, I'm going to share okay, it now. Good. This is my haiku for your EP Golden Hour First Things First. This magical hour up 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 the walking hill. Those golden past bonds.
3: Ah.
2: Those golden past. Path... There was the last two lines?
0: The la- this golden past bonds. Just how everything kind of bond- like we're bonded to the past. Because this is kind of what we're yeah. talking about. Just the idea that, like, you know, yes, you do get to have a fresh start tomorrow when you get up. But you still also had today, you had yesterday, like, there's still that past that you're still kind of yeah, bonded to. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's that's a lot. That's, like, with Up Up Up, that's very, very much what that song is about. Mm-hmm. It's it's back when I started in my first band with these great great, 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 great friends in this little apartment we were crammed into downtown Vancouver and you could see English Bay with a little creek between the buildings but we didn't really have a beach view
3: <laughs> uh,
2: but we knew it was there and and the sunsets were always coming in those windows in the summer but it was the thing where I, I've never like sat around spending all my time missing it, but I do but it's not worth chasing Like uh, I, I can't spend now looking back, mm-hmm. but I definitely respect that that's the only reason I'm where I am now Mm-hmm. you need those those experiences are who you are so to to just go that's the past that's that's not giving it the credit it deserves but then to live in the past isn't giving the present the credit it deserves
0: yeah and i mean it's the ability again to like your past doesn't have to define you right like yeah. you can like make changes you can do things you can grow forward and like you can evolve but it it is still like you said a part of you Right? Like it's part of your chapter, right? Like if you're like on page three hundred of a novel, like you've read the first like two hundred and ninety nine pages, right? Like yeah. that that pass is there. Whatever those characters went through, those two hundred ninety nine pages are still always gonna be part of that book. If that makes sense.
3: Yeah,
2: exactly. It totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. But the plot and then the thing is where the plot can still make a twist, so it doesn't have to be predictable. Mm-hmm. But it took that pass to get to that spot mm-hmm. and to set it up. Yeah, it's it's really I like that you're actually thinking like time time is a really 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 interesting thing and there's so many ways of looking at it and then how it how we we like interweave with time and space and our experiences and those, the butterfly facts just all the things the people you have met the people you didn't like there's just so many things that could be overwhelming if you listen to it too much but yeah uh,
3: well i mean really the, cool. because the
0: funny thing is with with time is we live linearly right like we go from moment to moment yeah. right like you're going to finish this and have lunch uh, I'll finish up soon, Tori. But you're going to have lunch, right? And so you go from moment to moment to moment. But our memory, it jumps around. You remember something that happened in grade two. You remember that apartment that you had in English Bay. Like, our memory jumps around. It's not linear, even though we live that way. Uh, it's,
2: I never actually looked at it like that. Because I've definitely thought about the linear and and and, and how we let's just sort of do that and we have tangents where things could go but i never thought it while we're moving i guess left or right from mm-hmm. your perspective our mind is still what's gonna happen what is what was
0: and yeah and sometimes you're in actually, the future right like you know what i mean like uh i got accepted first year university and i'm like oh it's gonna be so good i'm gonna meet all these people i get to do these things and whatever you know what I mean like you're sometimes in the future as well when yeah, you should be in the, yeah when you should be in the present Right. It's like you said, when you got the June award, you decided to be present. That's really what it is. like. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, here I, in this moment.
2: I go for a, a lot of walks. I go for a lot of long walks. We live in a pretty nature-ish, like a nature-filled area. There's mountains up there. And I like going for walks and just being in that walk while I'm in it, because it helps me uh, keep my brain in a positive and healthy space and mm-hmm. keeps motivation. Um, and sometimes I use it to like visualize and focus and things like that but I um, like to look at what it looks like around me the the trees the sunsets the valleys the you know I really like to take in my surroundings as much as possible because it keeps me there Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's also really easy to go television you don't even realize you haven't seen anything
3: Mm -hmm.
0: so you've mentioned English Bay like uh, and up 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 the, the video was shot in English Bay Vancouver so yeah. in a weird way is this EP also like a love letter to Vancouver or maybe even British Columbia? Uh
2: I don't know. I haven't thought of it like that. Um I guess it's uh it's it's a it's a love letter to my past and to my feelings and my feelings have all of the the most shaping parts of my life have been a here whether it's in English Bay with my becoming an adult or in other parts of vancouver when i was a child or all that stuff but yeah i I never thought of it that way so i might have to just take that thought with me but um a lot of the imagery in my mind that accompanies the music is vancouver based so maybe maybe it is and that's what was kind of cool about doing that one song and that one video that way it was really well that day i was in the past Mm -hmm. when i was there i really really back to the times that song was written about
0: it's funny because I, I can't pinpoint it exactly. But even before I saw the video for Up Up Up, it sounded Vancouverish. Um, I, so I'm from Toronto. Whenever I've gone to Vancouver, I always found that like, um, Toronto's obviously always in a rush. Everyone downtown's in a rush and they're focused. And you were talking about that tunnel vision before, and they're they got their head down and they're they're on their phone and they're like emailing and I got to do this, I got to do this, whatever. But I always found Vancouver a little bit more relaxed compared to Toronto I'd never found it as hectic and like everyone's kind of go 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 and to me the the difference was there's almost everywhere you go in Vancouver you can see mountains right so yes. you kind of know that anything you're doing is not important right like it puts yeah. it into perspective right away and that's kind yeah, of really like the did. the vibe where like yo man just chill and that's where I think where the sunsets and the sunrises that you're kind of talking about too that emanate through the whole EP is because it's like you are surrounded by this nature so you kind of like know to kind of chill and like take a deep breath and then reset refocus
2: yes yeah there's moments where the breath is is the
3: okay here we go mm. like
2: just pause just pause man it's it's okay to pause and be there in fact it's probably more than okay it's it's critical <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and speaking of critical like your bandmate, uh, Josh Ramsey, uh, he's a passionate Coke drinker, uh, Coke Zero drinker. So I want to know, like, when you were writing these songs, did you have a liquid muse as well?
2: For me, it's coffee. It's definitely coffee. Uh, well, it depends on the time of day. Mm-hmm. First thing in the morning, coffee. Two-ish, 1 to 2 p.m., second coffee. And then the evening, if I'm working in the evening, it's not coffee. Okay. It's probably Jack Daniels.
0: Okay. Is there a difference in the songwriting when it's Jack Daniels versus coffee?
2: Uh, more editing involved after the Jack Daniels
0: stuff. <laughs> okay, fair enough. The next day. Yeah. Wow, that was really good. That was really good. You listen to me, oh, it wasn't that good. <laughs> oh, okay, that's the honest alcohol, right? That's the, like the
2: Hemingway thing, right? Drunk, it's over. Yeah,
0: <laughs> basically, yeah. This conversation with Mike A is about to shift. And we're going to talk about the animated video for Walking Hill. But I figured I'd take this time to actually drop the song. It's a great song. And it gives you a sense of the the flavor of the EP and Mike A. uh, And the music that he is making. So I'll drop the song now. And then we'll continue this conversation. Talking about the fantastic animated video for Walking Hill. This is from Golden Hour. First things first.
3: Woke up to the shade of grey as color as every day. Just wanna be alone. Oh 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 I feel like a rare four days with the scenery hasn't changed, don't wanna go.
0: hill which has a fantastic animated music video can you kind of put some meat on those bones like how did that kind of all come together
2: yeah so that song is uh it was just about it was when the covid lockdown thing was about nine ten months into that and i was starting to go stir crazy we had gone away for christmas to visit my wife's family but back then you had to do two weeks of quarantine before you travel two weeks quarantine after
0: your wife's family is in america right just for clarification correct yeah Yeah, in new jersey yeah for clarification keep going yeah
2: Yeah. So we couldn't, I couldn't even go for walks. You weren't allowed and they were checking every day. You had to check in, you know, Mm -hmm. and I started getting frustrated and I couldn't get my walks to balance my brain and nothing was happening. And I was bored. Um, and I started getting depressed and it was weird because I am a pretty optimistic person, as I mentioned before, and I can have a rough day or two, but I can usually shake it and I have go-to methods to get out of it. And that is usually Going for the walk or exercise or doing something, I don't know. And it just wouldn't go away. So that song was really inspired by that frustration, like woke up to the shade of gray, same colors every day, just want to be alone. Uh, I feel like i ran for days, but the scenery hasn't changed. I want to go, right? And it's just this like, ah, like nothing's changing. And and I feel like all I'm doing is I'm tired and I'm not getting anywhere. Um but that moment of the song coming to the bridge that where the last chorus comes in with these all these vocals and Emily's been introduced in that down chorus. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it's about. It's about I'm, I'm in this spot and it's not who I think I am, at least not who I've been in the past. And it's affecting me. It's affecting probably you who I love dearly. And I need you to know this is like an actual it's not you, it's me. But please don't give up on me. I'm not giving up on us. Mm-hmm. Um, I just need to get through this and then that moment that last chorus i just was out for a walk when i listened to like an early demo version of it and it was like it feels like i'm literally smashing through a wall and it's like well roman was like roman is the the media guy at 604 it's like what do you what do you want to do for a video i said well i have this one visual for a scene and i feel like there should be a giant wall it should be like all really like bland and dark gray and monochromatic and depressing on this side and the most lush land you could picture and i was picturing the beach i'm like The Great Wall of China, Mm -hmm. on the beach, tropical palm trees, beautiful sunset, everything over here. And I'm stuck on this thing and I can't see it over the wall. It's too big. And I don't know, but I know I need to get to the other side. And we talked about ways of doing the video. And then it was just going to cost a lot to do it the way I wanted. And I was like, you know, maybe we should just do something animated. Because I think you can get away with so much more that way. And uh, not spend uh, $500,000 on a video. And videos aren't like a thing that they used to be anyway, right? Mm-hmm. They're more like accompanying visualizers.
0: Yeah, much music is on TikTok now.
2: Right. So um, so we talked about it and found a company. And then and that way, I thought the cool thing about doing animated is I can get everything I want in there, the way I picture it, at least to a degree, um, and then have that. I was like describing him like the other side is like lush and beautiful and colorful. There's like fish jumping and birds. And, and the beautiful girl is on the other side Mm -hmm. and I just need to get through. And then I could also have that moment where I smashed through this wall that I've been chipping away at for seemingly ever.
0: Yeah. It's a very powerful moment too, when he breaks through the wall, I know we're kind of doing a little bit of a spoiler, but it is a very powerful moment because the song lifts up as well, as you said, right? So to see him kind of like make it through the wall, Again, it's echoing a lot of the themes that we've been talking about. We're like, you don't have to stay in this gray environment all the time, right? You can work your way through it. You can burst through the wall. You can do different things to get to the other side where there is a nice blonde lady, but also lots of fish and like butterflies and water and grass and all that.
2: Life, Mm -hmm. just life, right? You come back to life.
0: Yeah. What is next now? So the EP uh, is out or at least the videos, you've put some of the videos up on uh, YouTube. So what is next? Are you going to like do a little tour? Are you going to do some performances? What are you hoping to do with the EP?
2: Uh, So yeah, the last song comes out on the 18th, which might be before this airs. So it might be all out. Uh, It's Kaleidoscope. It's that, that one about meeting my wife, that beautiful day where our lives felt like they intertwined and then had to be pulled apart. Um and i'm not sure what's next i don't foresee touring because it's like 16 minutes worth of music and <laughs> so i can't headline a show and i i don't foresee opening for anybody although i have more stuff but i it doesn't make sense to play something that's not out um and we're going to be working on the next Mariana's album as well mm-hmm. but um i don't know i um we'll see we'll see what happens it's not it's not done there's more there's more of the golden hour coming
0: okay and Josh put out a solo album and you put out this EP like when you come back now to do a album like do you feel like you have all these kind of extra like weapons or like abilities now to like add more things to the to this new album?
2: I uh, yeah, it's interesting. From what the way Josh did his solo thing, it was really experimenting with a whole bunch of different genres. So he probably picked up a few new tools uh to apply to other things where they they can be worked in and not be out of place. Um, And for me, I think it might give me a little more confidence in suggesting ideas. Mm -hmm. I might have more language to convey what I'm thinking uh, rather than just saying, it should be different. Like Mm -hmm. what did this and this and this, and it'd be easier for me to explain. I think that's that that being said, Josh's ideas are quite comprehensive by the time we're hearing the rough version, which is quite (laughs) unruff.
0: Yes. I could imagine, yeah. I mean, if it's still working, right, after all these years, like, kind of keep going. Yeah,
2: Yeah, I'm not going to change the formula too much, but I feel like I may have a little extra to contribute.
0: Yeah, so the EP is called Golden Hour, First Things First, and it's uh, Mike A, but it's like the Canadian spelling with (laughs) E-H. He gets it.
2: Yeah. He's like, why that? I'm like, don't you get it? Yeah. But you're from Ontario. I'm from Ontario. We get it. eh? Yeah.
0: So... Uh, it'll be interesting to see, like, uh, if this goes, like, how your American fans will, like, will they get the joke? You think, or like, uh, are you just? I gonna... think
2: they might get it. They might get it more because they they know that that's a Canadian cliche.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, they know that's they know. E l i c
2: h e h cliche.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, they know all about us, right? So there you go, yeah. that works. All right, yeah, thank you for hanging out. We covered quite a bit, like we covered the Magic was great. Hour. Uh, we covered the the black box and making music and coffee and uh, whiskey, I guess, for yeah uh, songwriting. It's, it's
2: summed up the loves of my life.
0: There you go. The EP is fantastic. Thank um, you, and
2: I'm glad you're listening.
0: No, I, I'm not like sucking up just because we're doing the interview, but like, yeah, it's truly like you. You did a great job. Uh, so uh, high five to you and the producer and uh, the, your wife. Obviously, she's on it as well. So like to you and the whole team. Like thank you.
2: I, it, it's, yeah, it's funny, man. After the last thing Marianas Trench recorded before I had to do this, or before I so decided to do this, was The Killing Kind. Mm-hmm. And for a minute there, I'm like, what's the point? Like, I, I'm not going to top that. And then I realized I'm, I'm not trying to top it. I'm just trying to express myself, right? And it takes a lot of pressure off.
0: Yeah, because I mean, yeah. Marianas Trench now is like an established sound and it's an established band, right? Yeah. So as you said there's expectations right and so people like even you just saying that we're going to work on the next album is going to get people excited right like yeah. like they want to get a date or like when's it coming out right and i know these things yeah. go slowly but like yeah you just kind of puttering around in your home studio and like yo i made some songs i think a couple of them are really cool it's <laughs> pretty neat
2: yeah thanks man i think we're good yeah that was that was a pleasurable time
0: oh great thank you yeah go have lunch now enjoy your lunch Thanks. Have a great day. Yo, that was Mike Ailey, the bassist for Mariana's Trench, talking about his solo project Golden Hour, first things first, under the nickname Mike A. I'm Sammy Yunan, and this is my summer lair. In this episode, I tried to get all classy and I failed, which is like the equivalent of wearing a tuxedo t shirt with many wrinkles. That's so embarrassing. The wrinkles, of course. The tuxedo t-shirt is ever classy. That's That sucker's timeless. I attributed the W.H. Auden quote to a poem is never finished, it's simply abandoned. Turns out it was another poet, Paul Valery, and before the line was reduced to an adage, the entire quote is powerful. This is what Paul wrote. In the eyes of those who anxiously seek perfection, a work is never truly completed a word that for them has no sense, but abandon. This abandonment of the book to the fire or to the public, whether due to weariness or to a need to deliver it for publication, is a sort of accident comparable to the letting go of an idea that has become so tiring or annoying that one has lost all interest in it. Look, there's a point where you can tinker on your songs endlessly. You can write and rewrite your stories or your poems. Whatever your creative output is, there is a strong temptation to make it perfect before releasing it. And honestly, sometimes good is good enough. I'm grateful Mike A resisted this temptation. There's some great tunes on his solo EP. I hope this is the foundation for more solo music. We shall see. This podcast is my solo project, but it's not just audio. It also has a newsletter. I make with the words, yo. Here's an informative PSA about that.
1: If you enjoyed this conversation, some good news, my pal Sammy newsletter. Let us extend the conversation. And I know you think of email and you think of negative connotations. You think of work. You think of that sweet senior citizen in your life who keeps forwarding those weird chain-letters things so that they welcome good luck. All of that is true. All of that is email. That's because for those people and those emails the E in email stands for electronic mail. So what if? What if the E stood for experience? What if it stood for event? What if it stood for excellence? Wouldn't that be exciting? Email doesn't have to be email. Does that make sense? Go to mysummerlaire.com slash subscribe to sign up for the weekly pop culture My Pal Sammy newsletter. You will be elated you did.
0: Thank you so much for listening to me in a Netflix world. First things first, yo.